Good evening, this is Caleb Arndt with the Walk With God podcast and YouTube channel. Here we are on the 20th of August, 2020. Can you believe that we've made it this far into the year already? We've gone from March with COVID, we've gone through the um, most of summer, and now summer is almost over here. And uh, people, students are almost about to get back into the school year. I know some college students that are beginning to either travel back to go back to college or are preparing to start into a kind of a hybrid of a online learning as well as getting ready to go back soon. And it's uh, The year has just been flying by. Uh, personally, I got married on July 4th of this year. That was a crazy travel experience trying to get uh, all of that just approved like from my state and to be able to fly up to Maryland and then to get married and then to drive back down here to Texas it that was a a big deal but praise the Lord it all worked out well and he has provided miraculously and wonderfully and beneficially truly the Lord that we serve he is good now today we are going to be reading from Psalm 37 the first 11 verses then we're going to read from chapter 8 of Esther through chapter 10 verse 3 and finishing the book of Esther today it it has been a an amazing book that we've been reading now we're going to read from uh, Proverbs chapter 21 verses 23 through 24 and then we're going to read from 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 27 through chapter 13 verse 13 Before we get started, though, let's open in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for your word, for what you have given us in your history, in how you have interacted and you've intervened directly in the human lives of people from our past. Lord, I pray that you would open our ears, our minds, and our eyes to read, to hear, to understand your word, and to apply it to our lives in the way that you want us to apply it. Help us to take your lessons and your principles from your word. I pray, Lord God, please empower us today. Please give us your spirit. Please give us the strength to be able to live according to your word and to do your will. Help us to grow. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Now, starting in Psalm 37, the first 11 verses, we read here, Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass, and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord, and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, and thy judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord, and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Cease from anger, and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. For evildoers shall be cut off. But those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. For yet a little while, and the wicked shall not be. Yea, thou shalt diligently consider his place, and it shall not be. But the meek shall inherit the earth, and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. Now, turning to chapter 8 of the book of Esther, we read, On that day did the king Ahasuerus give the house of Haman the Jew's enemy unto Esther the queen. And Mordecai came before the king, for Esther had told what he was unto her. And the king took off his ring, which he had taken from Haman, and gave it unto Mordecai. And Esther set Mordecai over the house of Haman. 
And Esther spake yet again before the king, and fell down at his feet, and besought him with tears to put away the mischief of Haman the Agagite, and his device that he had devised against the Jews. Then the king held out the golden scepter toward Esther. So Esther arose and stood before the king, and said, If it please the king, and if I have found favor in his sight, and the thing seem right before the king, and I be pleasing in his eyes, let it be written to reverse the letters devised by Haman, the son of Hamadatha the Agagite, which he wrote to destroy the Jews which are in all the king's provinces. For how can I endure to see the evil that shall come unto my people? Or how can I endure to see the destruction of my kindred? Then the king Hasuera said unto Esther the queen, and to Mordecai the Jew, Behold, I have given Esther the house of Haman, and him they have hanged upon the gallows, because he laid his hand upon the Jews. Write ye also for the Jews, as it liketh you, in the king's name, and seal it with the king's ring. For the writing which is written in the king's name, and sealed with the king's ring, may no man reverse. Then were the king's scribes called at that time in the third month, that is, the month of Sivan, on the thir three and twentieth day thereof, and it was written according to all that Mordecai commanded unto the Jews, and to the lieutenants, and the deputies, and rulers of the provinces, which are from India unto Ethiopia, and hundred twenty and seven provinces, unto every province according to the writing thereof, and unto every people after their language, and to the Jews according to their writing, and according to their language. And he wrote in the king Ahasuerus' name, and sealed it with the king's ring, and sent letters by posts on horseback, and riders on mules, camels, and young dromedaries. Wherein the king granted the Jews which were in every city to gather themselves together, and to stand for their life, to destroy, to slay, and to cause to perish all the power of the people and province that would assault them, both little ones and women, and to take the spoil of them for a prey. Upon one day, in all the provinces of King Ahasuerus, namely, upon the thirteenth day of the twelfth month, which is the month Adar, the copy of the writing for a commandment to be given in every province was published unto all people, and that the Jews should be ready against that day to avenge themselves on their enemies. So the posts that rode upon mules and camels went out, being hastened and pressed on by the king's commandment. And the decree was given at Shushan the palace. And Mordecai went out from the presence of the king in royal apparel of blue and white, and with a great crown of gold, and with a garment of fine linen and purple. And the city of Shushan rejoiced and was glad. The Jews had light and gladness and joy and honor, and in every province and in every city whithersoever the king's commandment and his decree came, the Jews had joy and gladness, a feast and good day, and many of the people of the land became Jews, for the fear of the Jews fell upon them. Chapter 9. Now on the twelfth month, that is the month Adar, on the thirteenth day of the same, when the king's commandment and his decree drew near to be put in execution, in the day that the enemies of the Jews hoped to have power over them, though it was turned to the contrary, that the Jews had rule over them that hated them, the Jews gathered themselves together in their cities throughout all the provinces of the king Ahasuerus to lay hand on such as sought their hurt, and no man could withstand them, for the fear of them fell upon all people. And all the rulers of the provinces, and the lieutenants, and the deputies, and officers of the king, helped the Jews, because the fear of Mordecai fell upon them. For Mordecai was great in the king's house, and his fame went out throughout all the provinces. For this man Mordecai waxed greater and greater. Thus the Jews smote all their enemies with the stroke of the sword, and slaughter, and destruction, and did what they would unto those that hated them. 
And in Shushan the palace the Jews slew and destroyed five hundred men, and Parshan Datha, and Dalphon, and Aspatha, and Poraitha, and Adalia, and Aradatha, and Parmashta, and Arasai, and Aradai, and Vajazatha. The ten sons of Haman, the son of Hamadatha, the enemy of the Jews, slew they, but on the spoil laid they not their hand. On that day the number of those that were slain in Shushan the palace was brought before the king. And the king said unto Esther the queen, The Jews have slain and destroyed five hundred men in Shushan the palace, and the ten sons of Haman. What have they done in the rest of the king's provinces? Now what is thy petition? And it shall be granted thee. Or what is thy request further? And it shall be done. Then said Esther, If it please the king, let it be granted to the Jews which are in Shushan to do tomorrow also according unto this day's decree, and let Haman's ten sons be hanged upon the gallows. And the king commanded it to so to be done, and the decree was given at Shushan, and they hanged Haman's ten sons. For the Jews that were in Shushan gathered themselves together on the fourteenth day also of the month Adar, and slew three hundred men at Shushan, but on the prey they laid not their hand. But the other Jews that were in the king's provinces gathered themselves together, and stood for their lives, and had rest from their enemies, and slew of their foes seventy and five thousand, but they laid not their hands on the prey. On the thirteenth day of the month Adar, and on the fourteenth day of the same rested they, and made it a day of feasting and gladness. But the Jews that were at Shushan assembled together on the thirteenth day thereof, and on the fourteenth day thereof, and on the fifteenth day of the same they rested, and made it a day of feasting and gladness. Therefore the Jews of the villages that dwelt in the unwalled towns made the fourteenth day of the month Adar a day of gladness and feasting, and a good day, and of sending portions one to another. And Mordecai wrote these things, and sent letters unto all the Jews that were in all the provinces of the king, Ahasuerus, both nigh and afar, to establish this among them, that they should keep the fourteenth day of the month Adar, and the fifteenth day of the same yearly, as the days wherein the Jews rested from their enemies, and the month which was turned unto them from sorrow to joy, and from mourning into a good day, that they should make them days of feasting and joy, and of sending portions one to another, and gifts to the poor. And the Jews undertook to do as they had begun, and as Mordecai had written unto them. Because Haman, the son of Hamadatha, the Agagite, the enemy of all the Jews, had devised against the Jews to destroy them, and had cast pur, that is, the lot to consume them and to destroy them. But when Esther came before the king, he commanded by letters that his wicked device, which he devised against the Jews, should return upon his own head, and that he and his son should be hanged on the gallows. Wherefore they called these days Purim, after the name of Pur. Therefore, for all the words of this letter, and of that which they had seen concerning this matter, and which had come unto them, the Jews ordained, and took upon them, and upon their seed, and upon all such as joined themselves unto them, so as it should not fail, that they would keep these two days according to their writing, and according to their appointed time every year. And that these days should be remembered and kept throughout every generation, every family, every province, and every city. And that these days of Purim should not fail from among the Jews, nor the memorial of them perish from their seed. Then Esther the queen, the daughter of Abihel, and Mordecai, 
I, the Jew, wrote with all authority to confirm this second yet letter of Purim, and he sent the letters unto all the Jews to the hundred twenty and seven provinces of the kingdom of Ahasuerus with words of peace and truth, to confirm these days of Purim in their times appointed according as Mordecai the Jew and Esther the queen had enjoined them, and as they had decreed for themselves and for their seed the matters of the fastings and their cry. And the decree of Esther confirmed these matters of Purim, and it was written in the book. Chapter 10. And the king Ahasuerus laid a tribute upon the land and upon the isles of the sea, and all the acts of his power and of his might, and the declaration of the greatness of Mordecai, whereunto the king advanced him, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Media and Persia? For Mordecai the Jew was next unto king Ahasuerus, and great among the Jews, and accepted of the multitude of his brethren, seeking the wealth of his people, and speaking peace to all his seed. What an amazing message of deliverance of God through the workings both of evil men and of good men to be able to provide for his people a way of salvation. And we see that even though Haman, the wicked man, had devised because of his wrath and his vengeance and his selfishness and it, it just his fury and wrath against Mordecai to try to not only destroy just one man, but destroy his entire race, his entire genealogy and his seed and his kindred from the face of the earth. And we see and we have seen, uh, not maybe physically with our own eyes, but through history and through historical videos and documentaries and books and videos of the time, the destruction of the Jewish people from the nation uh, of Germany when they were co uh, conducting their concentration camps and their death camps trying to exterminate the Jewish people and how horrible that was. And this was what Haman was trying to do at this time period. But God, he used Esther and he he used Mordecai, people that he had raised up and placed into these positions of influence and of power to be able to save his people. And so he did. He saved his people by making this way of deliverance, by finding favor in the eyes of the king who had all of this authority. But we also see that here there was a rule and a law in the Persian Empire that anything that a king decreed and commanded and had written and sealed with a king's ring could not be reversed. And so this is why the commandment of the king could not be reversed about this specific day, the 13th day of the 12th month, the month Adar, that he had commanded that all the enemies of the Jews be pre prepared to destroy them and to kill them, both old and young, child and women and all of them. And so uh, the what he had to do was they had to write a new writing that was given as a command to the Jewish people for them to stand up for themselves and for others to join with them to stand with them and to destroy all of their enemies that were going to try to stand against them and destroy them and that then they could also take all of their prey, all of their spoil, every type of wealth that could be found in their household the Jews could go in and destroy their enemies and take all of their wealth but we see something that they did here that was very different than any other people. The Jews on the 13th day and on the 14th day, especially on the 13th day, throughout all 127 provinces of the Persian Empire, they destroyed their enemies, but they didn't touch any pieces of treasure. They did not take any spoil from their enemies' houses. They destroyed their enemies that were about to try to kill them on that very same day, and they retreated and they held their peace on the next day. In Shushan the palace, we see that there were still enemies 
that were going to try to fight or against or destroy the Jewish people. And so they destroyed them on the 13th day, 500 of them, and on, then on the 14th day, uh, 300 of them. And then on the 15th day, they had their rest and peace. And so this is an amazing way that God turned the, the methods and the attempt of wicked schemes to destroy the Jewish people and turned it into their deliverance and in a way that created a holiday and created a time of great peace for the Jewish people throughout all of this. Now tomorrow we're going to be reading from the book of Job and what an amazing book that is and it gives us truly the message of what we should do with suffering, how we should respond in the middle of suffering as well. But right now let's turn to the book of Proverbs and we're going to be reading from Proverbs chapter 21 and we're going to read verses 23 and 24 today. And it says, Whoso keepeth his mouth and his tongue keepeth his soul from troubles. Proud and haughty scorner is his name who dealeth in proud wrath. Now, turning to the book of 1 Corinthians, we're going to read from chapter 12, verse 27, through chapter 13, verse 13. And it says, Now ye are the body of Christ, and members in particular. And God hath set some in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, governments, diversities of tongues, are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, are all workers of miracles, have all the gifts of healing, do all speak with tongues, do all interpret, but covet earnestly the best gifts, and yet show I unto you a more excellent way. Chapter 13 Though I speak with the tongues of men and angels, and have not charity, I am become as sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy, and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, so that I could remove mountains, and have not charity, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing." Charity suffereth long, and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up. Doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Charity never faileth. But whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see through a glass, darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even also as I am known. And now abideth faith, hope, charity, these three, but the greatest of these is charity. Here in chapter 13, we have Paul's amazing message about charity, about love. And it says here that though I would do all of these great things, wonderful, powerful, amazing, miraculous things, but if I don't have love, if I don't have that love that causes me to uh, create love and share love and spread the love of God in the hearts and minds and acts of other people, then I have nothing. 
It's all worthless. Though I would have faith that I would pray and it would move mountains, but I don't have the love of God that would help me to direct me, to inspire me, to reach out a hand to a neighbor and to tell him about the love of God. If I could uh, perform miracles and heal people, but I don't have the very love of God that is working in my heart to save me and then share that love of God for others to be saved as well, then it would uh, better that I did not have those miraculous powers at all. And so we see that now we have this charity, we have this love that never fails, and it, we see the conditions and the character of charity, that it suffers long, it's kind, it doesn't envy. And so we can see that these are the exact character qualities and characteristics of the Lord Jesus Christ. He characterizes all of these. He suffered long. He did not envy. He is kind. He did not vaunt himself up, Is did not puff himself up. He did not have any pride, did not behave himself unseemly, sought not his own glory, was not easily provoked, thought no evil, rejoiced not in iniquity, but rejoiced in the truth and taught the truth. He bore all things. He believed all things. He believed in people that they would come to him and believe and trust on him as the Messiah. He hoped in all things. He hoped many would come. And he endured. Oh, how much did he endure? He endured over 150 stripes with the flog and with the flail and with the scourging whip that tore up his back and his body. He bore the persecution. He bore the spitting and the slapping and the mocking of both the Romans and his own Jewish people. He bore and endured the crown of thorns on his brow. And for Pilate not to uh, free him even though he was uncondemned of any wrongdoing and known that he did not do anything wrong, but he was condemned to die. And his charity, his love that loved with the perfect love of God never failed. Prophecies shall fail. Tongues shall fail. Knowledge shall vanish it shall pass away. The greatest libraries on earth that some of them were thought to have been at Athens or at Alexandria or in Rome or in uh, Greece or in Persia or in other places throughout the world, they've all vanished away. We have the Library of Congress now that has probably more books than any of them all now, but it even shall vanish away at some day. But the word of God, the truth of God, the love especially of God shall never vanish away. When we were young, Paul is saying, when I was young, I spake as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, I acted as a child, but when I became a man, I put away these childish things, and we are supposed to both grow into the grace of God and the charity of God, understanding what his love is, and to be able to act in these character qualities, imitating the love of the Lord Jesus Christ, and being able to share that love with the world, and we won't be able to do so perfectly, it says that that in verse 12 for now we see through a glass darkly we can't even see the very ways sometimes that we should love in this perfect love but then we will see face to face we will see the very character of the lord jesus christ face to face and be able to imitate him perfectly now i know in part i can't remember some of the very things that i read just today or the day before but then I shall know, even also as I am known, we will have the knowledge that Christ gives us then. And now abideth faith, 
hope, charity, but these three, faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, hope in his bodily resurrection, hope in the salvation that we will be with him, with the Lord in the air, and charity, the love of God, but the uh, these three, but the greatest of these is charity, that love of God that both saved us in the first place, and we can share with the entire world so that they can know the love of God as well and get saved. Friend, let's share that charity, that love of God with the world today. Thank you for studying with me and for reading with me. And I hope it has been a blessing for you today. Uh, have a wonderful day. If you have any questions, comments, prayer requests, please send them to me in the uh, email below. I'd sure love to talk to you about them. And we'll see you tomorrow for the next Walk With God podcast.